What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Marriage in Transition podcast. We are your hype couple, Sean and Lynette Reed, and we're just here just helping you navigate these seasons of change. You know, we've got some uncontrollable change that has taken place in our marriage, and we want to help you come out unified and stronger than ever before. If you like what you hear, go ahead and click the subscribe button. Follow us because we have a new podcast coming out all the time. Yeah, so all of us in, at some point in our marriage, we're gonna have a little junk in the trunk. You know what I'm saying? And today we want to talk about that kadunka dunka that 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 follows you <laughs> into in marriage. Your little junk in the trunk. Okay, and it, let's it, specify. And, and the truth <laughs> is, y'all, it's hard to keep your hands off that junk in the trunk. And so, uh, <laughs> now there's a time for you to put your hands on some junk yeah. in the trunk, but that's in the bedroom. We ain't talking about that today, though. Okay, thanks you know for the saying? clarity. On another episode, what we're talking about today is when your spouse has some issues and you can't help yourself, but you got to overcorrect what is out of alignment. And so we want to talk about that today, how to deal with the junk in your trunk. Mm. You ready, Lynette? I'm ready. All right, let's, let's go. go. Okay. Now. I believe that God wants us to be in love and to have wonderful times with our spouse. Like he wants me to love you. But every now and then you do something or you going through something that directly affects me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right. Okay, okay. Right. And 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 how else am I supposed to move forward in the marriage if you still doing the things that's bothering me? Or I'm still doing the things that are frustrating you or I have a habit that may be going on in my life that directly affects you. And I feel the need to correct you. Right. And put you back on a path of healthiness. Right. For 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 the betterment of the marriage. Betterment of the marriage. Or or for my or for my own well being. Yeah. <laughs> Before you go crazy. Yeah. What what are we supposed to do when our spouse has a problem that needs correcting? And they bring that junk into the middle of the marriage. Like, are you supposed to just let them keep doing wrong? Mm-hmm. Or are you supposed to let the problem persist? And in most cases, I think most couples, they want to fix the problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? You see it. You don't want to ignore it. And in some cases, some people do begin to just kind of ignore things. And live with it. Yeah. And they live with it. So what is the balance of I should do something about this problem that I see in my spouse? And then for some people, it's like, should I trust God with it? Um, For other people, it may be, do I just not speak about it? Mm -hmm. Like, what's the right course of action when your spouse's junk comes out the trunk (laughs) and into the car? You know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's all up in your face now. Right. Like, how do you deal with this unwanted junk in the trunk? I think the first thing that you have to remember is when you marry, you promise to love them Mm. through it all not correct them through it all, like point out their issues through Mm -hmm. it all, but you made a commitment to first love them through it all. Okay. So, you know, one of the things that we say in our book and we say it quite often is, you know, a singular person's problem becomes a shared dynamic within the marriage, right? So your junk becomes our our junk, but you're right. You have to be the one to take the initiative Mm -hmm. to get the help. Yeah. So I want to say this about what you said. So you said my junk becomes your junk. So in a way, in some cases, that's true. But then there are other times where it's really just my issue. Right. Mm -hmm. So like if I have I'm going to use an extreme example. okay? an extreme example. If I have a drug addiction 
right? Uh The problem is a shared dynamic because if I'm taking money from the account or if I'm uh, staying out late, you know, with this addiction or something like that, obviously it does affect you. Mm -hmm. But technically that's my pain that needs to be processed. Like what is a spouse to do? when their their spouse in whatever area is tripped up they have some hurts some habits and hang-ups that they need to really get healed of and it directly is affecting the parenting it's mm-hmm. affecting um the direction of the 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 home and the family like what are you supposed to do it's only so much that some people feel that they could take yeah. of their spouse um either sinning or, or, or struggling with the habit. And in some cases, sometimes it's just being distant or whatever, you know, within the relationship. Like, how do you navigate this change that's happening within them or this baggage that you're having to face? And so unpacking this is kind of hard. Yeah. Right. Because it really depends. Sometimes it does depend on the issue mm-hmm. and how severe it is. Kind of like what you were talking about, uh, drug addiction versus I don't know, financial mismanagement or something. Right. I don't know. So it, it the weight of it yeah. de- can definitely vary. Yeah. yeah. So here, here, the first thought that I wanted to go with, because I totally agree with you, family problems are a shared dynamic. So we're, we're, we, there's no way you can live in the same home with someone and they make a mistake and then not impact. Right. You not be affected. Everybody in the home. Right. Mm-hmm. The question is, once the hot potato, y'all remember the game hot potato, you know, and you're supposed to just pass the thing around and stuff like that. Hot potato, hot potato. Yeah. If, if the sin or the problem or the baggage, whatever the junk is, is tossed from one person to another the question is, what do you do with it? Do you just drop it? Do you chunk it back on them? Um, you know, how do you handle it? I think one of the first thoughts that I want to get to is like, the fact that since you're the closest to your spouse or you're going to spend probably the majority of your time with your spouse, you're going to see them in ways that no one else sees them. Yeah. Right. So you're a steward of their private life. Goodness. You're a steward over their private life and you get a seat that no one else gets. Yes. And so to that is. That's a very sensitive, yes, yet like honorable seat to sit in. It is because you're entrusted with their heart. That's what I was about to say. Like your heart is in my hand mm-hmm. and I can crush it. Yep. I can throw it on the ground or I can hold it very tenderly. Yes. And allow and say, like, I want you to trust me, be vulnerable with me, be honest with me, and I'll be careful to hold your heart. Yes. And I, and I think we struggle with that because when we have been impacted specifically by a problem, right, mismanagement of the money, yeah. drug addiction, or it could be something as simple as the person has just grown distant. It could be really simple. It, 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 you know, and like Lynette said a few minutes ago, there's so many extremes of problems within a relationship because you see them you 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 get to know them you pick up on habits that are just like i can't stand that about you (laughs) i love you but i can't stand that you do that or that you keep doing something that i'm asking you to stop Mm -hmm. doing and and it's hurting me or it's making me uncomfortable or it just bothers me and now we're stuck with each other and this is where people eventually get to these terms like irreconcilable differences yeah. because it's like I haven't unmet expectation, right? Which fuels anger. It fuels um, tit for tat, just kind of going back and forth because in our minds, it's like if I've told you to stop the problem, 
and you can't stop the problem, then it becomes like, well, is this malicious? Is it intentional? Are you out to hurt me? Why can't you get right? Right. Yeah. So part of our relationship, we have to realize, I think, first and foremost, is that, look, you're in a sacred seat where you see things about them. You're going to see their highest of highs and you should be there to celebrate it instead of being jealous of them. Right. You should celebrate with them. Rejoice when they rejoice. But then you're also there in the lowest of their lows yeah. and the strong need to learn to bear the infirmities of the weak and not police them. You know what I'm saying? Like that sacred seat that we call being a spouse. Yeah. You know, like that is a, a, a spot for you to pray, to carry, like you said, their burdens, to allow them in their weakest moments to lean on you yeah. and not criticize them, not police them, not check them, mm -hmm. but at the same time, give accountability. Yes. So that really becomes the challenge. How can you lovingly give accountability as opposed to shaming them mm -hmm. and, and, and casting a stone? And, and there's this, I think some people, because of the fact that they don't want to shame their spouse or they don't want to hurt their spouse, they, they, they hold it all in. And so instead of communicating the fact that they're seeing a reoccurring pattern that's, that's destructive, whether it be destructive towards one another or destructive to themselves, they're just looking at it and they're like, dang it, I, I want to speak, but I think if I say something, they're going to explode or it's going to backfire on me. And so you remain silent. And I'm going to tell you, you're 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 sick as your secrets. You're going to be trapped by the fact that you're not openly being who you really need to be. And if you're having to walk on eggshells, that's a sign of a deeper yeah. issue. Yeah. This is no longer about the problem. It's about the fact that you're living in a prison of like fears within your head. And you can if you can imagine a conversation going wrong but you can't imagine a conversation leading to healthy benefit, then whose voice are you really listening to? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you have to begin to gut check those voices in your head, the fears that are being projected in your mind, that if I say something, the worst will happen. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, and and silence is not golden. Right. Silence is- Not in uh, this instance. Not easier, yeah. So like you have to be willing regardless of how heavy you think it feels like if you share it then they're going to take it this way mm -hmm. you know the bible always tells us to share the truth in love right mm -hmm. so there is definitely a way Very that good. you can share that truth and know that after you share that truth that's where god picks up yeah that, that's where he takes it and he can run with it in that person's life hold on so i want to back up because okay. because I feel like we've jumped into something real good. And some people, okay. are, they're, they're dancing and rejoicing right now. Let's back up. Okay, so so here's the thought. When is the time to share? And when is it the time to just say it in prayer? Okay? When is the time to share? And mm. when is the time to just say it in prayer? And what, what we mean by that is because she just said a few minutes ago, she said it real fast. She was like, oh, you need to pray for them first. Right? I, I think that there's a... Um, since we have this seat where we see one another's failures, their flaws, and, and we are uh, privy to information about them, I think you have to make sure that your heart's in the right place before you say anything. Because if you're just responding out of your hurt, y'all know it, hurt people, hurt, hurt people. And people who've been shamed need to tame their shame mm -hmm. before they respond, right? Um, but you can't tame what you refuse to name. Yeah. Come all these like rhyming yeah where you just dropping the poet bomb yeah yeah but but if you if you won't 
name it, you can't tame it. So if you don't say, hey, when my spouse came in too late or when they didn't respond to my text or when they uh, continue to do something I didn't like, if you don't name the actual way that it's making you feel, if you don't name that issue, you can't tame that emotion yeah. and you can't tame like the 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 real issue that exists between you and your spouse. So at some point you need to stop in your day and you need to like actually say, why am I so bothered by the fact that they didn't respond to my text? And that's when you can say, hey, that junk in the trunk that's coming from my past. Maybe maybe I was cheated on yeah. in the past a by a boyfriend and now you're married and you're really there should be complete trust between you and your spouse. They didn't respond and it's triggering something way yeah. deeper in you. So before you autocorrect them and go off on them, you might need to tame this issue of a lack of trust in um the opposite sex because something happened in the past. You know what I'm saying? So and now you want to you check your junk. Yes. Before you attempt to check theirs. Preacher sister. You got it. So check so your junk. so before you ever do it, you got to start, you know, realize why is it so irritating to you right now in this moment in your life? You may be actually triggered by and I love how you said it, the junk in your own trunk. And that's leading you to overreact. Mm -hmm. And so there are some spouses who are literally like becoming overly critical parents to their children, to their to their child. Yeah. Right. And it's supposed to be a friend to their spouse. But instead, they're parenting their their mate like a child because something in them so needs control over the atmosphere. And, and now they're literally um, taking what should be a fun, intimate journey with a friend. For better or for worse, yeah. like we're supposed to be in this thing. Like if you fall, I pick you up because yeah. two is better than one. And in three chord strand is not easily broken. Right. If one is cold, the other one could warm them up. Y'all know all of that. And so, like, are we being that for each other or mm -hmm. two walking together on a journey to accomplish a great mission in life? Or is it now that I'm literally the person who is is constantly examining your flaws and your faults? To the to the point that I'm disgusted by who the person is with this sacred seat that I have, because all I'm doing is is literally nitpicking and yeah. analyzing and processing and I'm looking at you through a magnifying glass. Yes. Yeah. And so and, and if you are in that point, let me tell you something. It may be because you constantly have a magnifying glass on your own soul. So usually what's going on in me is how I'm going to treat other people. I project it on other people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And and so if you feel that God is looking at you in a shameful way, if you feel that God is always autocorrecting you and your relationship with God is about performance and 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 if you don't do well with God, then God is looking to, you know, throw fireballs at you or something. If you feel that your relationship with Jesus is rooted in um, you know, anything other than this grace filled relationship, then eventually you're going to turn and you're going to project that onto your spouse and onto your kids. So what I'm saying is like back up for a second and name yeah. what you feel so you can tame it and you can say, wait, why am I feeling this? You might, you might come to realize that, that literally the fact that you see all their sin constantly before you is because you don't see your sin being washed off of you. And since you don't feel free, you're turning around and kind of 
you know, imprisoning the other person yeah. and their issues aren't as big as what they're now being blown up to be. Yeah. And some stuff you just need to release. That's good. OK, that's really so, good. so that's one thought. All right. Because some people listen and they're like, but what if there's a real problem? OK, I'm not saying that there never is a point where there isn't a real problem. We're just wanting you to check your own heart, check your own junk first. Yes. Before you attempt to step out and check theirs. Yeah. yeah. So the second thought that I have is then do you take it to God in prayer and do you say, hey, Lord, I'm, I'm talking to you because I'm bothered by their issues and how they're affected me affecting me and now lord i'm looking for direction as to how to best love them mm -hmm. or is it god i'm looking for an answer to how to fix them right because right. those are two different things yeah. or you can even say the better will be of course how do i love them through this and how do i support them Ooh. so if you i would go with the support rather than how do i fix or how how can they be fixed what can you do to support them, to aid them mm -hmm. back to, you know, a better health while loving them unconditionally? Yeah. So so basically at no point in a relationship do they feel that you're about to abandon them because they Never. got an issue. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like what if if y'all think about it like this, one of the the greatest promises that God has given us. All right is that he'll never leave us and he'll never forsake us. And then he even goes further to say that I'll be with you until the ends of the world. Like, and for me, I think at the end of the world, I think of <laughs> the, uh, you know, there was this movie, I couldn't stand this movie, what? Um, Deep Impact. Oh my gosh. You remember this? this I remember Deep Impact. Late 90s. I didn't uh, mind it. It was actually pretty good. It, it wasn't as good as Armageddon. Let's be honest about this. Oh, okay? please, yeah. Armageddon, Armageddon was my was, movie. Yeah. Don't want to close my eyes. I don't want to fall asleep because I miss you, baby. All right. And I don't want to miss a thing. Okay, honey, the moment's passed. Even when I so, in Deep Impact, <laughs> y'all know these asteroids about to come in and destroy the world. And at the end, uh, Taya Leone, she is with her father on the, right, on the beach. On the beach. And for those of y'all who haven't seen it, that's, Sorry. you know, it is what it is at this point. <laughs> You're 20 years removed from the, the, the spoiler. So <laughs> it's on you. All right. But anyway, so they literally stand knowing that the end is coming. See the end. See coming, the end actually. coming. And they were willing to let all the past of their you know, broken relationship go as the media is about to hit this thing and they were willing to just face whatever the end of the world looked like together. Yep. And I think that there is this thing in us that says, I'll be faithful to you. And I'm not going to act like I didn't know that when I married you, mm. that I was marrying someone who was independent of some junk in the trunk. Yeah. Like, I, you know, you didn't marry a perfect person. I didn't marry a perfect person. And the truth is, I'm not a perfect yeah. person either. So this this tolerance level. Oh. Now, obviously, there's physical abuse. Absolute no, no. We're not going to sit here and tolerate physical abuse. Right. We're not going to tolerate, you know, you going around sleeping with multiple people, different things of that nature. Right. So we get fidelity. We get physical abuse. We get that. Um, even in some cases where a person is completely just left the relationship. Yeah. Abandonment. Right. So we know that those three are, are grounds for. Uh, uh, for divorce. So aside from those extremes, we're talking about person has a habit that gets on your nerves. Person has a habit that may be destructive to the family sure. that needs to be addressed and dealt with. Uh, a person has some tendencies that just really irk you. 
they got some junk in the trunk. They got some past hurts and 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 and, and things that need to be healed. L- love, I, I'm, and I'm speaking just because I want you to talk to, about the support part because some people in their minds they say, well, when you say support, does that mean that I just sit there and take it and just tolerate it? And what I'm saying is, support becomes this mindset mm-hmm. where instead of me trying to fix you and diagnose as if I'm your doctor, and and now I'm gonna keep trying to prescribe fixing you to ease my discomfort or you know what i'm saying that's dangerous let me me fix you so i can i can be more secure in the relationship exactly and i'm like "Eh." yeah you know so when we talk about support support doesn't necessarily mean silence support doesn't mean not talking about it but what does support look like well first off i would say support looks like changing your perspective your perspective of of your spouse in mm-hmm. other words when you look at your spouse you don't see the, a problem mm. right um if it's lying let's just say they have a, an issue with lying i'm not looking at a liar mm. you are not the issue right you're dealing with an issue right yeah. we have a concern but you yourself are yeah. not the concern that's really good so there's a there's a problem that may exist between us but i'm not going to uh, raise your sin above your head and now you are beneath that label so every time Give I you see title. you I see you according to what you do and not according to mm-hmm. who God says you are so I'm completely disconnecting your identity your purpose from your issue it's really good and once I can do that now I can come alongside you and say okay now we've got to deal with this issue mm-hmm. what does it look like and I said earlier accountability mm-hmm. You know, like, do do you need a counselor? Do we need to meet with the pastor? Do yeah. we need to we meet need to with someone? Talk about it more often, you know, yeah. whatever. I love that. So so I if I was to say, if I'm looking at my wife as a criminal, as opposed to a daughter of God, the way that I look at my wife is different. Mm-hmm. That uh, that changes the approach of my support. Yeah. Okay, because I'm not seeing them as a sinner. I'm seeing them as a child of God. That changes my tone. It changes the direction of how I'm not speaking to them as if they're a guilty party. I'm talking to them like they're a brother or sister who may have a struggle. And I'm and I'm letting them know, hey, man, I don't like what you're doing, but I got your back because I love who you are. And that's that's a huge shift. I think another thing, too, when it comes to um, dealing with the junk in the trunk is realizing that that's really Jesus's job. Right. He's the heart fixer. When we when we were we were in the church we came up in, um, you know, they they, they the, the preacher would get to the end of the message what, what and they'd be and they'd be tuning up how, how and they'd, they'd be tune? like, Jesus, mm-hmm. he'll be a doctor mm-hmm. in the sick room, mm-hmm. a lawyer mm-hmm. in a courtroom. Mm-hmm. He's a heavy heart fixer, mm-hmm. a mind regulator. Mm-hmm. Right. And they'll go through all that stuff. See, some of y'all don't know nothing about that up. right there. You supposed to like go well, up. I was trying not to blow the microphone up, oh, you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I got yeah. you. You know, I can do it all. All I needed was an organ right there. You... I was trying, but. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. I felt you. So Jesus is the one who not. See, I can talk about your problem, which again, talking is good. Right. When I'm trying to fix you through my own methods and, and techniques and strategies, the challenge with that becomes I can actually make matters worse. Mm-hmm. If I'm not careful, because I'm putting my hands to something, if I'm doing it out of fear, if I'm doing it out of my own pain, 
then I'm literally adding to your shame. I'm adding to your feelings of guilt. Yeah. And that may actually cause you to either retreat in further or something else like that. I should not replace Jesus. I think that that's the most important thing is to realize that my my role is to be a friend when my spouse is hurting. It's to be, like you said, a support and to love them as if they're a child of God, not according to their problem. Yeah. And I think that that's like really, really, really important. OK, so in certain instances, I do think that you need to, you know, if you guys have mentors, if y'all have um, a healthy circle of friends or a pastor, there are moments where your spouse's problem have grown beyond your ability to say, hey, I, I, I can't continue to tolerate this at the expense of the, the you, family. Yeah, the yeah. family, you know, and, and you may need a little intervention. And some of the backlash from that, you just got to realize it's going to be a yeah. little tough, especially if your spouse is in denial of some things. And the best that you can do in that instance is to seek outside intervention and help, but to let your spouse know, and you can't control what their reaction is going to be, but to let them know, hey, I've tried to speak. I've tried to communicate to you. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm calling in them not to shame you, not to guilt you, but in order for us to get to the the truth that we need to get to so that we could get some healing within our relationship, we got to deal with this junk in the trunk. Mm. Okay, mm. so this is some good stuff right here, y'all. Oh, I Make feel sure. like we need to do a part two. Or something. I think we may need to. I would love to get some questions yeah. from y'all. In the show notes, there's a link that you can click and you find us on that and you yeah. can submit any questions that you all may want to uh, submit for this specific topic or any other topics that you want. Please don't forget to like, subscribe and share. We love y'all, man. We're praying for you till the next time. God bless. Bye. Peace.